Hi, and welcome to another edition of This Time Around. I'm Debbie Hazelton, and today I'm going to have a very interesting guest, someone who I think is doing um, a fabulous job of changing some of what is happening in our recovery and healthcare arena. But before I introduce her, I want to take a couple of moments to do a couple of things that I keep forgetting to do. And one is to say the nature of this podcast, why it has this name, because it's something I'm asked, why do you call it this time around? Well, I call it that because every moment is a new opportunity for life to be different this time around. I can do better. I can feel better. I can make better choices this time around. I can do a better job. I can use my inner vision and see differently and choose and be differently. And I think that's true for all of us this time around, as opposed to what may have been happening five minutes ago, a minute ago, a lifetime ago, or any amount of time. So that's why the name. And I do lots of interviews with other people. And occasionally there's an interview of me. And sometimes I get on and I just speak my word. And um, also, I do a lot of mind body spirit work. I am an inspirational speaker. So I love to speak where I'm invited to be publicly. And um, I love to talk about other ways of seeing and understanding and being in this world for every one of us to know that not only as Christina will be saying, we are enough, we are enough, and we are already all right. We are really all ready and all right. Now, that may sound crazy. You may think, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about those people. I don't know about me. I don't know about, you know. But in a certain way, we are far more already all right than we're used to thinking or feeling much of the time. That's a generalization. Um, but what I do is use a lot of non-invasive ways, and sometimes it's just listening and empathy to help you or another know that you already do make sense. You already have so much about you and how you're feeling that is right, that has every reason to feel the way you're feeling and then to go forward. And then to know that life can be friendly and certainly fun. And so there are lots of ways that I reach out to help people and you're welcome to contact me. My email address is I am at debbiehazelton.com and there is a PayPal link on my website if you like what I do and you just want to support me. Um, but in any way at all, if you want what I do for your group or for yourself, feel free to reach out to me. If you have my cell, you're welcome to text or call. Thanks for being here. And here comes my time with Christina Kent. 
here we are. Good morning. Welcome to another edition of This Time Around. I'm happy to be here with my friend and another sister, Christina Kent. Hey, Christina. Good morning. Yay. All right. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you. We've talked about it for, I don't know. Almost a year. At least. At least. You had started with Kevin when and we first talked about it. So that was even more than a year yeah, ago. It was two years ago. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Because I think you're gonna set this up better than I mean, I know some things that I I think are good to highlight, but why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you bring? Because you bring a lot. <laughs> I'm Christina. Um, I'm in long-term re- I'm a person in long-term recovery. What that means is I haven't had any mood altering or mind altering substances since September 20th, 2019. Um, <laughs> I found recovery uh, in 2019 and it's changed my life um, for the better. The program that I use today, I found out I had a disease called addiction Uh, And I found out that there was a solution and uh, that there was ways to change my way of thinking and started my program that I use today and um, life started changing. I became um, uh, not a telemarketer, but I worked for collections for um, over a year with um, Verizon and then um, COVID hit and (laughs) sent us all home. That's... Mm-hmm. How I know Debbie so well, um, <laughs> I came here to home and um, started working here. And um, I guess it was a year and a half or almost, yeah, I think it was a year and a half. I be, I found out what being a certified recovery support specialist is and I qualified. So I took the classes um, and I became certified uh, to help people with my own shared story um, on addiction and recovery. And so today I like to help people. Um, I, I spent um, a year and a half also with people engaged in recovery, uh, learn, getting people into detox, getting people into treatment, showing people the many pathways to recovery. Um, and I also do that through my program. I shared my story and uh, let people know that they are empowered by this way of life and show them how I am empowered by this way of life. So I I understand that, you know, we all have a personal story and we are many stories that have helped to shape us into who we are. And, and it's, I think it's a treasure trove of data and what we've learned that are, can be like our tools and our our trade of what we can share with others. So what are you doing now? Not only in terms of sharing your story, but what what are you doing today to um, bring all this forward? So I work for Colby Detox. I um, was hired on for marketing um, to get the word out that Colby Detox is available uh, throughout the state of Alabama for everyone to come and, and do their start to recovery Mm -hmm. oftentimes which starts with a detox um what i do try to do um on a daily basis is help someone 
um, mm -hmm. whether it's getting them into the detox or, or just being an ear for them to talk to over the phone and explain their situation, let them know um, me too uh, is, is a way of helping someone, just letting them understand that I have been also in their situations mm -hmm. and uh, I'm still recovering on a daily basis. So I think that you, I, I think one of the things that I've always appreciated about you is not only that you, I mean, lots, you know, I hate to say it this way, but there are lots of people out there in recovery, not enough. There need to be a lot more, mm -hmm. but you're more than a person in recovery. You, I think, really understand about the importance of mental health, which a lot of recovery people in the past really just often wanted to put aside and say, oh, you know, like, don't go to that mental health profession. I mean, that was something that I used to hear from other people in recovery. I don't know if you've heard that. Mm -hmm. But I think you bring a piece of understanding that. And I also know that you bring a piece. Now, lots of people in recovery are spiritual, but I see you as someone who is really open to um, energy mm -hmm. and spirituality um, that maybe goes beyond some of the basic tenets of recovery. Thank you. I think that mental health is something that is co-occurring with a lot of addiction. Actually, addiction mimics so many mental health issues, and I think that having them co-occurring it is something to definitely take care of. I always encourage people to get the mental health that they need. Uh, it wasn't until uh, later, a little bit later on in my recovery that I needed to start going to counseling. And now I have this saying that behind every good recovery, there's a good counselor. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, I have um, friends in uh, recovery that they have to take medication sure. on a regular basis because it is a chemical imbalance or something's not working right there. And so I oftentimes encourage people to do so. Um, it's not in my story uh, that I take medication. However, I do the counseling on a regular basis now mm -hmm. in order to be able to talk about childhood traumas, in order to talk about adult traumas, you know, or, or everyday living, things that pop up on a on an everyday basis. And but, you learned about Bach flowers from me. Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. And um, I heard recently that a closed mind is the most expensive thing that I could have. And at first I didn't understand that phrase, mm. but I do understand it now as being that it could rob me of everything that I, it can cost me so much to have a closed mind. So although religion wasn't one of my themes when I came into recovery, um, it is to have a spiritual relationship with something that's not me. And I, I've seen that in so many people. And, you know, talking with you about the energies mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. the vibration and understanding that the different things that I'm putting into myself, I have to allow to be free from myself in order for the world to give back to me or the universe to give back to me. Um, yeah. I do feel a spiritual bond today that I have not felt ever in my life that there is a loving higher source is what we mm -hmm. have been talking about 
that that source is is loving and kind and yes and uh if i tap into it then then i can feel the joys even though mm-hmm. circumstances may not be joyous i can still feel joy mm-hmm. because joy is the fact that i woke up today joy is the fact that i'm able to to live this life today right. and to experience it and to touch someone else's life but i remember back in phlebotomy school when i when i was doing college that i, I remember learning about the body and i, and I thought you know, atoms, they just kind of float around and they just kind of bump into one another. And I, and I thought, and I still do today, I think that a lot of that is the same with people that we're just this balls of energy and we're bumping around and we're giving off this energy to each other and they, the we are able to receive it or we, or we don't receive it according to whatever we need. Mm-hmm. And I think that that in itself is very spiritual, understanding that there's in the mass of things, there's something out there um, that's very spiritual and loving, but I'm just a, a little tiny atom just kind of bumping around and, and 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 pouring myself into the people that need what I what I have to offer and also receiving from other people what they have to offer. One of the things that I've always seen in you is um, a very deep potential for um, how you listen to people and respond to them. Mm -hmm. And I saw it in your collections work. I mean, what a way, a very gentle and kind way of of treating people with dignity Mm -hmm. instead of hitting them over the head with, you owe this, you schmuck. (laughs) Um, You know, you... uh, and I remember uh, a couple of times talking with you about, I remember one one thing in particular that I was going through and we were going through with um, one of my dogs. And, you know, you had a very, um, just a very tactile way or a tactful way rather of, um, of, listening and pulling out some of what was most important. And I think that's part of what has made me often think that the mental health piece for you is going to continue to be very important Mm. because people aren't always going to do well with recovery platitudes. And a lot of the platitudes, a lot of the phrases you know, let go and let God and first things first or any little recovery slogans that are out there, they're out there so long because they work. But there are other times that people are feeling it's like if I'm looking around for something and I'm really frustrated, it didn't ever do me any good to hear my mother or say it's right where you left it. You know, that just didn't help. But when somebody can hear with depth, And, you know, I know, I know you've been going through a lot and I know it's easy or not easy, but it's, it's like, sometimes people will um, often start talking about what they're going through and they'll, they'll kind of like say, here's my collection of stuff. You know, it's really hard, but that just makes it harder in a way um, to keep talking about it, like Esther Hicks will say, you know, we don't do ourselves any good by doing that. But 
at the same time, what I think it's giving you is a whole new, um, almost like a college degree, you know, Mm -hmm. of a lot that is, is already becoming part of you and what you bring. And so, you know, I just want to encourage you to think of yourself as already successful because you have a lot that a lot of people around you don't have. A lot of people in recovery don't have. When you stand up there, and I've heard you say, I am Christina and I am a woman in recovery. That's a lot different than saying, hi, I'm I'm Christina and I'm an addict. Mm-hmm. You're embracing the good that you are doing. And, and so to tell someone about you, yes, you can start with your story, but it's also who is Christina today in what is, what is your mission that you're bringing forward? And I think there's still more to that. What is your sense of mission? I think that hearing people, I wanted to address a couple of things actually Mm -hmm. that you said, Uh, you know, one thing I learned in recovery is if I talk about it, then I get it out of self. And so listening to other people, um, you know, I'm able to help them get it out of themselves. And and there are some of those phrases that are long term. Uh, my least favorite is time takes time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like no matter what it is that you're going through or, or this too shall pass. Uh, I, I think that when you're right in the middle of it and, and you're feeling those frustrations as a person um, in recovery, not dealing with it and in and, and the way that I used to deal with it, having to deal with it in a new way today, some of those phrases kind of jolt you back a little bit. Time takes time or this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, being someone there for someone else to be able to listen to um and, and hear them clearly for whatever it is that they're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important for me. I think that it's it like what you had said, listening to people is one of my best attributes. I agree. I um, agree. You know, and that's why I think when you say if if you're in recovery and you get it out, then it's not so much with you. I would say I I agree and I don't agree. Mm-hmm. I agree in that if it's been a secret, mm-hmm. then getting it out absolutely takes it out of that secret and all the energy that it's that it that has been kept there to stay guarded and and struggle with the fear of what if people know and mm-hmm. and and what if I'm not okay and all the fear that can go with it. I also think though that there are there is such a thing as talking too much about the struggle or about the old story or you know and and it took me i'm not a person that um has been in recovery per se although i've had a real respect for all of that but i know for a long time a lot of my story did not change it took me a very long time And I think that as we stop repeating the story, um, the story can have a chance to shift in us, especially as we're in that flow of giving and receiving with others. Mm -hmm. And I am learning that. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I've had a tricky situation recently that has just kind of, it felt to me like it took my power away from mm-hmm. the inside mm-hmm. of me. However, taking my power back feels a little bit better. Understanding that I'm Christina mm-hmm. and whatever I'm going through, I'm just going to go through, but not letting it hold tight again, like those secrets that you talk about. Um, and when I don't so much think about what other people judge me for today, which is one of the beautiful things about recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, Just how I'm moving. I I spoke with a gentleman this morning and he, he has a funny way of telling me, you make me feel better about myself, but because of whatever it is that I'm going through. And he, he just kind of smiles and laughs and understands that he has a lot longer in recovery than I do. Um, but also remembering again, that this too shall pass, that this is just a brief moment in time. So mm-hmm. what I'd like to do, the same gentleman said, I must tell you that it's an inspiration to know you. Oh, nice. And and that was very good to hear because mm-hmm. it was right at the end of the conversation. And then, and he said, um, he said that to me and he said, no matter what you're going through, you're always honest about it. Mm-hmm. And in finding that solution that you were just talking about, I agree with talking over the problem over and over. It's kind of like a sounding board a little bit. However, it can be beat to death. Mm-hmm. But as I'm hearing it, as I'm hearing myself say it and it goes out, I start to think about the solution. And, and a lot of times in my program that I we do look for the solution in things. Sometimes mm-hmm. that solution is just setting it down. Yes. Just setting it down, mm-hmm. allowing it to be what it is, and then moving mm-hmm. forward. Even though, and I have a friend that told me yesterday, we have this phrase acting as if. Mm-hmm. So in recent, with my recent thing that I've been going through, understanding that I beat myself up on the inside. I was down talking myself. However, what I do realize today is that what I was doing is thinking to myself that self-sufficiency has failed me because I, I haven't been trustworthy to myself or things like that. But if I act as if I don't understand what, what today is going to bring or what tomorrow is going to bring and to tell you that I'm so much further today than I was four years ago, uh, or all understandings. Um, mm-hmm. But if I start to act as if, as if I trust this spiritual plane, mm-hmm. as if I, as if I believe mm-hmm. that I have not failed myself in four years, I have not picked up, you know, in some days it, it was just not picking up the drugs. Today, it's not picking up the circumstances or the mm-hmm. pain, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but if I act as if that I propel myself on that, on that spiritual forward movement, the solution, the fact that I won't be where I'm at today, you know, in, in 24 hours time that I can't go back. Um, and that things are changing, but I do understand that spiritually, um, God has really brought me leaps and bounds from where I have been. Mm -hmm. So if I act as if today, um, that I understand that self-sufficiency is filming, that's okay. But I, I know that I won't feel in what I'm doing just for today. Uh, loving myself. If I put those things and you just recently talked um, about loving yourself. And mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that you put in um, some like it hot, I think. Is some like it spicy. Some like it spicy. <laughs> I love the fact that you put it, that part in there because 
it, it gives you that variety. You exactly. know, it's not just, it's not <laughs> just waking up and saying, Hey, I'm safe. Or mm-hmm. I have an affirmation on my wall that says all of these I'm creative, I'm loved. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, and so I say these things every day, but how about the spiciness in there? Exactly. You know, where do I bring that in throughout the day? How do I start changing those small things inside of myself to understand that I do love myself? And and it's really funny because recently I thought, I don't know what I, you know, most of the time if somebody asks me what I like to eat, I'm like, well, we'll just go wherever you go because I'm not picky and I'm not picky. But I start what I've started to do is understand I want to try this. So recently Good. we tried the, the, um, um, Puerto Rican food. Uh-huh. You know? Yes, that was great. And it was yeah. great. And it was a new experience mm-hmm. because I hadn't had it before. So understanding that loving myself means changing some of the things, like instead of being people pleasing, we will just eat wherever you want to eat. Actually coming up with a place that I would like to eat, you know, and, and putting it out there that I'm worthy enough to put it out there and trying different things to make sure that I'm understanding that I love myself. Well, you're the one that got me to like curry shrimp. Yes. I had never had it. <laughs> and then I started wanting it all the time when we would get it because mm-hmm. because you introduced it. And I had just learned to like curry in making that that um, squash pumpkin soup. Mm-hmm. But Here's the other thing that I think is so unique about you. I think the recovery field has been changing. Mm -hmm. I think it really needs to change. And part of why it needs to change is because there are a lot of people that just don't do it. I'm amazed at the people I know who, and you said early on, you stopped using for like 12 years or something Mm -hmm. like that. And then you started again. I have a hard time picturing that but I have other friends who stopped drinking Mm -hmm. didn't like recovery and still just say nope it's not for me but they're not drinking I don't think one of them might be drinking a little bit of wine Um, and you know each person has to decide well did they just like to drink what what was the consequence was it really that they're an alcoholic I mean you know you you know um the the um what is it the the requirement is the desire to stop it's not that you know that you are or aren't an addict or an alcoholic but but i still think that the field is opening to include a lot more um maybe one size doesn't fit all or Um, a lot more of the um, ways that people experience differently and need to need to work this program differently. I agree. And one of the things when I became a certified recovery support specialist that we've talked about was changing the language, changing people's minds, Mm -hmm. that the one size fits all does not Mm -hmm. um, apply to everyone. And that there are many, many pathways of recovery. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, although I use a 12-step program, that does not mean that everyone should use a 12-step program to change. Some people use church. Some people just use complete abstinence and want to change their life. Um, Telling people that they're an addict or an alcoholic, um, the way that I, as a certified recovery support specialist, come at the situation is saying it's substance use disorder. 
mm. you know, um, changing the language. I'm not an addict. I'm a person in long-term recovery. I like that. Um, you know, because we can be so bogged down now in my program, I'm an addict and that makes me anonymous. It makes me the same as other people and not nameless, but the same as other people, uh, that are coming in. But in my recovery story, in my job today, what I am able to do is say me too, but I don't want you to think of yourself, excuse me, as downtrodden. There are millions and millions of people all over the world that are suffering with the same substance use disorder, you know, um, and changing um, things like um, medicated assisted treatment. Uh, and they are now calling it medicated assisted recovery because, and, and I was also <laughs> close minded to this very early on understanding that some people need medication, the opioid crisis has come upon us and the opioids and the research that they've done is seeing that it changes their brain chemistry, like mm. the way that the brain is firing. So some of these medications, and I don't want to name them because I don't want to mm. endorse anything. Yeah. Uh, some of these medications actually help people get to the point where they can get some kind of recovery because their brains are rewired. So they require these medications for an amount of time in order to get recovery from the physical pain physical right from the physical jaws or the physical things that they have to go through of maintaining just their regular health or mental health at that point but then they get to a place where they they need a different uh, they need recovery in a different way to get past to get past what has occurred as addiction um, so the physical withdrawals and such that you would, and, and the way that the brain works as far as the medication assisted recovery, it allows them to stay off of their drug and be on this other drug for a certain amount of time while they're getting the recovery, while they're starting to live a new way of life. And, and in mm-hmm. hopes that the what happens is eventually um, sometimes that they come off of the medication and then they just have abstinence. Now, abstinence for me is my program. I, I, that's what I choose mm-hmm. um, with uh, changing the language, changing people's minds, understanding that there is an opening that happens somewhere with someone who is taking a prescription to come off of their drug in order to get that recovery for a and again, just changing your life, you know, uh, it's suggested that you go to, you know, meetings or be around a support group, whatever your pathway is to recovery. I want to help endorse that, you know, because as, Mm -hmm. as a person, as a human being, I have my own thoughts about what is right for my life. Right. Um, and, And your friend who might drink a couple of glasses of wine during the week, that might be what's right for their life. Mm -hmm. And if they don't have a problem with it and and they're maintaining a recovery lifestyle, then that's their way. A lot, some people Mm -hmm. find church or spirituality as their pathway and they don't, they don't need a 12 step program or they don't need, um, things like that. And I know, um, Giving someone all of the information is one of my main focuses. Uh, I I love having the resources at my fingertips. If somebody, even for my job, if we cannot help you detox, then let me tell you all the other detoxes here that can help you. And although we will run your insurance and we will run the fact that we might have a scholarship bed open or not, if we cannot take you, let me have those resources that will. Also following someone in the long term of their recovery 
um, which is what I do as a peer, the certified recovery support specialist, is following someone along their pathway and kind of keeping up with them and saying, hey, I'm just checking in on you, you know, and, and encouraging a person to keep that forward movement. You know, whatever we're encouraged, I think about this as a as a child, you know, if, if I touch a hot stove, I, I physically get the pain to not touch that stove anymore. Mm-hmm. However, if I'm doing things emotionally and and I'm being praised for the emotional growth or the, like you and I talk about, or Esther Hicks, you know, understanding that these vibrations, understanding that that's a reward system for me on the mm-hmm. inside of me, mm-hmm. understanding that that's what I'm doing for myself if I encourage another person, and especially women, I love to encourage women, I love to empower women with this same knowledge. Um, if I'm the one who's giving the encouragement, then emotionally they don't touch the stove anymore, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And so that that's where I like to go. Yeah, it's like a different, it's like an intervention mm-hmm. at a certain level that just you know, says, I hear you and you don't have to touch that stove anymore. Right. Right. Um, you talk about different kinds of detox. Is there, is there, are there different kinds? I and mean, what's your program detox from chemicals or substance? So Colby detox will detox you from most substances, um, across the board, um, across the board, they think that methamphetamines do not have a detox. It's been my experience that it does. Um, and, and that's just my own physical experience mm-hmm. that I went through. Wow. But a lot of these detoxes, you know, when we're talking about substances, we're talking about opiates, alcohol, benzos, um, different drugs <laughs> that have more of a medical need to be attended to. So when you're in a detox and, and alcohol is one of the ones, it's it's actually deadly. When you start to, if you're a regular drinker and you drink all your life, what needs to happen is medically you need to come off of that. And so sometimes these, um, the drugs um, that are given at that point in time are just to help your body. And also at the detox that I work for, it's in a hospital. So they're being monitored uh, by doctors, by nurses, and they're able to do that. And my detox is three to seven days. Uh, there are other detoxes. They still do range around the Yours same. Yours is how many? Three to seven. Oh, three to seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're physically being able to be off of the substance mm-hmm. and, and you're being monitored. Um, mm-hmm. And when I talk about being a recovery support specialist, what I know is that's just the beginning. Right. Sure. Because it's easy to detox from the drug and then go right back out and do it again. And then you're right back in that same cycle of having to come off of it again and again and again, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of people's story. However, if we're given the option, not only to do the detox, but then to go on to treatment. And again, this is where resources come in, um, where you can get an assessment and, and go to a treatment then you have longer to understand that maybe that this is a disease. Maybe I know for me, it was this guilt and shame and that secrecy of not mm-hmm. being able to stop the drug mm-hmm. or not being able to stop the way that I was doing the drug, mm-hmm. um, things like that. And so when I'm given a lengthier amount of time to do something about my problem, just abstaining at this point because I could never abs- uh, abstain um, and, and 
it's in my future goal. I know it's one of my dreams to have a facility that would have a detox, a treatment, which is a 28 day treatment program, and then a halfway living place Mm -hmm. all under one all under one housing. So that way a person could go from detox to treatment and then go into sober living and learn how to navigate mm-hmm. through life okay. with the resources that mm-hmm. we would be able to provide for them, which are already here. A lot of the resources, um, going to work, going to meetings, going to support groups, having a counselor, having that mental health um all provided for them as they're going through and to follow someone through the beauty of their own recovery. Sure. Rather than starting over with this one or that one. And Mm -hmm. when you say that they, they say there's no detoxing from meth. Is that what you said? Yes. Why do they believe that? Well, that the drug leaves your body and normally people are just hungry, excuse me, hungry and tired uh, because those are the ways that the methamphetamine actually affect you, you know, lack of sleep, lack of food, things like that. However, the substances that are being put in drugs today, things like fentanyl, Mm -hmm. which is giving us this, uh, this great overdose rate in in everywhere, not just in the state of Alabama, it's everywhere. Right. Um, With the drugs that are being put in the drugs that people are already using. Prescriptions. Right. Mm -hmm. That you don't know what you're detoxing from my very own story. I laid in, I laid in my own vomit for 24 hours uh, before I picked myself up and drove myself to the hospital, understanding that I was um, severely dehydrated at that time. But Mm -hmm. I don't know all the substances that were leaving my body at that time. Mm -hmm. And actually when I went to my uh, treatment program, I ended up testing for eight different things. So to tell you that methamphetamine was what I was doing, that's what I was purchasing. That's what I was putting into my body. However, you don't know everything that might've been affecting you. Right. So I want (laughs) to, I want to go again to the bigger picture, because I think this is another aspect of what you bring. And I know it's important to me so why why is there so much addiction Hmm. i'm not the expert on that however i think that as humans we are always looking to alter our feelings Mm -hmm. and now i think that that has happened since very early on whether that be religion whether that be relationships sex things like that i think that whatever it is that we are using to get out of our emotional state that we are uncomfortable in is something that as a human that we crave to do something that makes me feel good something that makes me oftentimes i i thought when i was using drugs like um that i was more um more poignant like and more confident Mm -hmm. And I was able to do the many things that were going on in my brain at one time, but I am confident Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a human being uh, across the board, I am confident. So whatever I can do. Um, But as far as why is it so worldwide, I think it's just that constant journey to look for something outside of ourselves to make us feel good. So really, And again, I think this is something that 
you know, and you're going to do a lot with. Um, I think you know that this is not just chemical, even though you're working in the chemical, the substance, but mm -hmm. substance, really, when I think of spiritual substance, mm -hmm. I think way beyond chemical. It's funny because recently I heard another phrase that said something like, the reason why we, we use drugs is we're trying to fill this God-sized mm -hmm. hole inside of us. Mm -hmm. And and if you can imagine a God-sized hole, and uh, oftentimes recently I've been seeing it's, a, I don't understand, you know, like how massive God is. And I think that it's, it's not that I don't have an understanding of it. I think mm -hmm. that my God is so large on mm -hmm. the scale of things. Like I can't, mm -hmm. I was watching something one day about the universe and, and how it says you are here in this galaxy. And then it pulled back from this one galaxy to show all of these millions and millions of galaxies. Right. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I am here in such a small, minute little spot. And, and so God is massive. So if I'm trying to fill this massive emptiness, Mm -hmm. because I don't have a spiritual connection or I don't have or you don't trust it yet exactly you have it because it's what made you it's what right. you're here but you may not trust it yet or know it know how I mean I don't think our media and a whole lot of our society encourages us to live this way to live in touch with that connection and and there's a lot of even advice giving out there mm -hmm. in recovery and in the mental health and in the, in the, um, I almost call it the fast food land mm -hmm. of how people talk to each other that encourages, you know, processed food advice mm -hmm. and encourages people to think and, um, you know, and they just tell people, well, you're just, you're just this, or you're just that. And people accept it instead of saying, no, that's not my process. That's not my experience. No, that's not my story. You know, this is my story, or this is my experience, or here's what works for me. And so, but I, but I do think that we really are encouraged in a way to live in a very addictive society. Well, we live in a society of consumerism. And yes. as long as somebody's telling you that you need the next new mm -hmm. whatever, yeah. what you have already is not mm -hmm. good enough. And that's one thing that you and I yeah. have talked about. And it's one of the ways that my faith has grown. What I and I, and I heard it three times yesterday. I am enough. Yes. That just that simple phrase. And I'm like, mm -hmm. but I'm not enough. And, and for some reason, my brain says no, because I need the next new PlayStation, because I need the next new brand new car. I need the, it's such or because I've been feeling broken. I'm right. not enough, but right. we still are enough. Mm -hmm. You know, um, how many times does somebody go to a doctor or a hospital and somebody says, well, you know, what's wrong? And, and it always drives me crazy when somebody goes, I don't know. <laughs> well, but how do you know you need to be here? Well, my such and such isn't working. And my, you know, my stomach feels bad or my, or, you know, I, I, you know, my legs aren't working right or something, but, um, but how many times 
do we get better? And how many times have things in our lives we have gotten better? And so we really always were enough. We just didn't feel like that. Sometimes I remind myself that how I feel is not the bottom line to who I am. I'm learning. Yeah, well, we all are. Mm And and that's okay. And when we go to the doctor, you know, it, it's because normally because something's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't go to the doctor to have wellness checks, like what we should be doing. How well yeah. are you doing? Yeah. You know, how, um, let me tell you, or, or tell me about all the things that have improved since the last mm-hmm. time, like recently when you, when you came off of some medicine for some arthritis pain, I think is what it was. Um, you knew that you had improved. You yeah, know, it was neuropathy. You yeah. were a neuropathy. Right. So mm-hmm. you weren't feeling that anymore. And right. so what we what people tend to do across the board is say, oh, this is wrong. Like when we first started this conversation, why mm-hmm. why is there uh, you know such a stigma on things? Well, it's because we've gotten used to giving it a name. And if we give it a bad enough name, then we keep talking about it. Right. And if we give it a bad enough name, then we might not have other people calling us names. So we won't be sort of blindsided by Mm -hmm. something coming at us. Mm -hmm. I really think that that's one reason that we people put ourselves down sometimes. It's like, oh, I know I should clean my house or, oh, I know I have, oh, I know I smell like I've been sweating or something mm-hmm. so that somebody else won't say it. But but really, like Esther says, things are always working out for me. Mm-hmm. And to spend a, a little more conscious intent on yeah, things are always working out for me. And, and yeah, I might hurt. I might hurt uh, if I, you know, broke something. Mm-hmm. If I broke my leg, I might hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that hurt is, is telling me don't walk on it. That's a smart message because it would not work right to walk on it. So the pain is, is giving us a really good message but it doesn't mean that we are broken. It just means something, one part of us is in need of, you know, more healing. Mm-hmm. And what I'm finding today is I need to find the people that are like-minded. Sure. I need to find the people that are talking about the solution. I need to find mm-hmm. the people that are talking about these beautiful mm-hmm. things, this vibration that I have to put out into the world. So mm-hmm. that- And you know what? They are finding you and will continue to find you Mm -hmm. because as we put out who we are in this higher vibrational way, well, then we attract more of the people that are Mm -hmm. finding us. I tell, I will stop myself mid-sentence thinking, oh, I have to figure this out and I have to find this or find that. No, 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 no. I just need to be it and trust, Mm -hmm. be it and trust. And again, that phrase, I am enough. I am enough. Mm -hmm. Yes. So as you look at, I mean, you, you know, are, have already, I think, been forging this new trail in what recovery is and what, and what people need that's beyond what it has said, because I mean, golly, Recovery was based on, you know, a couple of 
people so long ago who started and had some great tenants to bring, but it's it makes sense that the field would continue to grow and change. So as you are, are in this and you're bringing a lot of it forward, and I think people reached out to you to become this peer um, mm-hmm. specialist and all these, because they saw this in you. They saw this ability in you. And so then I wonder, um, well, I guess I wonder a couple of things. One, what what does your day look like? And what do you think it's going to look like going forward? And what is you know, what is your sense of mission in, in bringing all this forward? So two questions there. What does my mm-hmm. day look like? Is that right? Mm-hmm. So today, it's um, just spreading the word that mm-hmm. recovery is happening. If I stay in that positive, I love the word recovery. Uh, it, it indicates that I'm going forward. I'm, I'm yeah. growing. I'm doing the things that I need to do to keep being well. And again, I'm not just going to the doctor because I'm sick. I'm going <laughs> more to tell you about all the things mm-hmm. that are happening right today. Um actually I go I'm able to go to a luncheon today uh after here and um again just spread the message that this is the company that I work for now is, is the beginning of some people's recovery story mm-hmm. and we are here to help you. You know, yeah. Um, you know, the, the rest of my day looks like I have two meetings later on with women in hopes to empower them uh mm-hmm. in, in their journey and in in what they're doing and um, as a whole, my goal is to share that recovery is possible mm-hmm. across the board. And there's a new way of life. Like I don't have to just keep looking down this down, downtrodden road of despair and, 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 and not moving in, in a way that I, I need to shift and move and, and understand that spirituality is with me. I trust that. I trust in the fact that my life is going to be better and better and better. And having a relationship with something that's spiritual today gives me a whole different outlook on life. Mm-hmm. And again, I can go back to, I am just an addict. I'm just this individual um, with problems, or I can tell you about the growth of my garden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that because I also heard this phrase recently, to not chase butterflies, but to tend to your garden and the butterflies will come to you. They- See, mm-hmm. that's just what I said to you about when you said you're looking for the people. And I'm like, no, you're continuing to become and be this beautiful mm-hmm. garden and attracting. And, you know, part of what I think is so cool is in one way, Okay, so you're helping to bring people into this center and fill beds and, and, you know, keep this, you know, because it's a business, Mm -hmm. you know, and there is competition of all these different businesses, and they want you each, they want us each to know theirs is the best. But the other bigger piece that what you're doing is every single person who hears you, who says, hmm. Maybe. wonder if that could help me. Mm-hmm. That's a person who is starting to get um, unstuck from the secrets that they've been carrying. 
Absolutely. And to come forward and to allow you to either be that person or to um, be a person that helps to connect them with other people. Mm. That is, I mean, that's life changing. I hope so. Cause that's my goal. Well, I want to get as many resources and listen, I am not right all the time. Nobody is. It's not just who nobody this, said we had to be right. And just because this, this way of life works or doesn't work in my way of life. It doesn't mean that it's perfect or not perfect mm-hmm. for the next one. It doesn't about, it's not about perfection. It's, it's just really about not. growing, mm-hmm. and growing that garden. And mm-hmm. I love this way of life today. I love giving the message that I don't have to live in that mundane yeah. despair anymore. Right. That I, I get to live a new life. I get to touch as many people's life as possible. And I know for me, my one of my biggest attributes is to listen to people. And to understand mm-hmm. and, and and not to judge, you know, across the board. Yeah, that's so important because I don't think source judges us. I don't think that source is out there pointing the finger and saying, boy, did you screw up? And well, you just needed to be over here. What's the matter with you? Mm-hmm. I don't think source does that. Yeah. And so I don't think source wants us to do that with each other. Yeah. So, yeah, I think source just wants us to, to love and share and, um, and to trust. And I don't think spirit expects us to figure it all out. Because we agreed to be here in, I think, in a partnership with Source. And so if we are here in this partnership with Source, then everything we need is provided. And all the support and the help and the love and, and everything we need is, is going to be provided. As long as I'm not holding on to you know, old things and keeping my hands and my heart so full and clenched that I can't receive anything. Mm-hmm. But as I receive, then all that I need can continue to come in. I agree. And um, well, I am really happy that we have done this and we can certainly do more. Um, is there any other thing that you want to say that I haven't asked or any way that you want anyone to find you or anything that you want to add? Um, well, Colby Detox is the company I work for. My email address, uh, C period Kent at Colby Detox.com. C-O-L-B-Y? K-O-L-B-K. Oh, good thing I asked. K-O-L-B-E-Detox. Colbydocs.com. Okay. And I just want to say, because it's just been a reoccurring thing, that no matter what it is that you're going through, this too shall pass. Yes. And that you are enough. I'm really just getting Mm -hmm. to grasp on that phrase Mm -hmm. that I am, I am what, what you were saying, what source energy, I already am. Mm-hmm. what source energy wants me to be and I'm growing to change into whatever else that I'm going to grow and change mm-hmm. into but I, I just can't get bogged down in 
you know, the things that I tend to worry about. Mm -hmm. And and that phrase, I am enough today, Mm -hmm. is is one that is following me around everywhere. So I just wanted to reiterate that. And anyone suffering with substance use disorder, if they want to reach out, um, they can to me. Um, And uh, all the resources I have, whatever your stage of recovery is, um, you know, I have the resources as far as being able to help you on your journey. I don't have all the answers, don't have any of all of that, but the resources that I have and when I don't know, I know how to reach out. Now, this does go out Mm -hmm. to people all, well, all over the country and internationally. Mm -hmm. So you could even hear from people outside of the state. Mm -hmm. um, And, but still, you just never know where those connections can go. And the other thing I want to add is not only are we enough but no one is alone and especially letting those secrets go and knowing that, you know, I mean, they, they just can take so much old energy. Wow. So much energy. Wow. So. Thank you so very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Well, thank you for being here today. Yay. Anytime you you want to do this again, I'm, I'm more than free to do so. Good. Well, let's, you know, let's see. There may be things you know you want to talk about, mm-hmm. or there may be things your company wants you to talk about, or they want this in some way, and so we can make that happen. But um, very good. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you for being here.